Kelly Bob Howdy and welcome to Ernest Goes to Podcast, Ernest Extra number 24, even more merchandising. I'm Aaron, this is David. We're, we're doing another podcast, <laughs> finally! <laughs> we are back. We are. After a long period oh of estrangement, not in the friendship sense, no, but in no. the physical distance sense. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so our last podcast episode came out in February 2020. Did it? And then I feel like a few things <laughs> yeah, a few things happened in the world after that. I could be what do you I could mean? be mistaken. <laughs> oh, I didn't yes. I didn't see you for is this my, this is the first time I've seen you. This is the first time I've seen you since in two the years. last time we No, it's not not since the last time we've recorded something. When did I see? No, I think it is. Is it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Did I, I didn't see you for anything Christmas related. Literally uh, cannot maybe, remember. We might have done, yeah, it's, it's trying to think about the last time that we saw each other is incredibly yeah, <laughs> difficult, I, but I, I have that with everybody. But yes, yeah. I, but yeah, this is the first time I've seen you in, uh, it feels like two years. It, yeah, but- It's probably yeah. a little less, but- We're, We've been we've been taking the time before we started recording to just remember how to interact as people yeah. <laughs> with, with other members of the human race. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were like, oh, hello, yes, hello. Yes. <laughs> But we're back. We're in the same room together. That's we right. have seen each other remotely. Virtually, yes. Yes. But not in person in the flesh. Correct, correct. We're here fully vaxxed. Yep. Oh yeah. No, and I mean and I think in a certain way we could almost say that the ways in which we are uh, acclimating ourselves to the particulars of human interaction, there's something there's something very earnesty about that where it's like trying to appear <laughs> you have to learn. trying to appear like you know how to properly uh, comport yourself in polite society. I mean, I think I was doing that before. <laughs> <laughs> so so the pandemic didn't change Not much? Not really. Yeah. I mean, it put me out of practice, and now I have to relearn all my fakery. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those tricks to, to get by. No, I mean, like, th- other things have happened since we've last recorded. Like- I mean, so, actually, yes, a lot has changed in not just... The world, which you all know about, but oh, yeah. the earnest world. Sure. And the earnest goes to podcast world. Absolutely. And the earnest fan world, which has exploded. Oh my goodness, yes. And it's exciting, but yeah, we have a lot to catch up on, so we should start catching up. Sure. Oh gosh. The the main differences and part of why it's taken us so long to get back to podcasting is that we used to record from a Paganomation studio, and that's that right. studio no longer exists. I literally forgot about that, even though we're sitting in a completely different part of New yeah. York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we used to record out of a studio in Brooklyn that I had there, and um, two months into the pandemic, that building completely shut down. So we not only are we, we relearning everything we used to do, we also have to do it differently now. Yeah. And, and while we have lost that, we've also gained things. Um, did you hear there's going to be an Ernest documentary, Aaron? I did, heard something about it, we, but like, we, um, it's it's been bizarre to talk to you about it because we've never talked about it on the podcast. Not okay, yeah. So for yes, I'm sure people don't know. I'm not going to assume this is someone's first experience with the podcast. Sure, and, and you know this might be someone's first episode of the podcast who does know about the documentary sure. and is surprised that you're involved with the podcast. <laughs> So, um, so to those people, so welcome. So this is the podcast about Ernest and uh, David, my lovely co-host, hello, of whom I'm very proud. Oh, is the director of an upcoming Ernest documentary. Sure. Um, David, please uh, give us the official tag. Sure. Well, I mean, 
part of why this podcast exists is because we both felt that Ernest was very underappreciated as a performance yes. and, and Jim Varney as a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, without this podcast, the documentary that's going to happen now is, which is called The Importance of Being Earnest, because there's nothing else we could call it. Yeah. Um, you know, without the podcast, that wouldn't exist because that's how I became friends with Justin. Justin, Justin Lloyd, Lloyd, the, the author. author of the book version <laughs> of The Importance of Being Earnest, The, the Life, Life of, of Actor Jim Barney, Barney available on Amazon. Amazon. Um, okay, we're getting back into the <laughs> <laughs> we're getting back into the group. Um, but yeah, without this podcast, you know, you mentioned the the explosion of the Earnest fandom that's yeah. sort of been happening, and how you know I don't know that more Earnest fans exist now. I think what's happening is they're all finding each other. Yeah. Um, and with with that and the sort of confluence of all these events and various podcasts and People's uh, resources, I think, coming together and people's yeah. talents coming together. Sure. Some people are very talented in like networking and like connecting other people. Oh, yeah. And I oh, think yeah. that's been happening with the importance of seeing Ernest, guys. For sure. And, you know, we, we owe a debt to them, too, because yeah. without them, I would never have connected with uh, Dan, our beloved Dan Butler, yeah. who is uh, the executive producer of the documentary. Um, yeah. And our, our, our guest, Valerie, from uh, Your World As I See It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I Sidebar, I should say. Uh, with as much research and as much talking to like members of Jim's family and the Cherry family and behind the scenes people, I have almost no new information <laughs> about what your world as I see it is. I'll keep no, trying. I feel like we asked, and I I'll think Dan, Daniel Butler explained it on an episode of Seeing Ernest. Oh, is that true? I'm pretty sure I listened to this. I, I definitely listened to his explanation and it literally fell on my head. My brain just did not... <laughs> Like grasp what he was saying, yeah, yeah. Because I think it was too non-concrete. Sure. It was just like no, I needed. I well, think it was still too abstract for me to re- and, and retain. That's, you know, that's another. You know, there's a couple of reasons why I decided to do this documentary. One is because of this podcast. You know, when we started yeah. this, this is very much your baby, and the way that I think you felt most comfortable and. Uh, inspired to celebrate Ernest and Jim. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, before I decided to do a documentary, um, talking to you and, and thinking about the ways in which you consider this podcast, I, I thought to yeah. myself, oh, what's what would be my version of that? Like, if I was going to do this, what would it be? Um, and, and very similar to the way that Justin talks about his book, you know, he saw this void in, uh, let's the say- literary The literary world? In the literary world, but also just in the the sort of nascent Ernest fandom, like this sort of right, uh, right, right. This this you know he he I think he expressed on our episode maybe if he didn't write the book, no one ever would. Yes, and I feel very similarly a similar sort of like you know with great power comes great responsibility I sort felt of thing. Similarly about the podcast, but I think I told Justin on the episode where yeah. we interviewed him. I think it was eighteen episode eighteen, the Jim Varney edition. So mm-hmm. when we talked to Justin, I think I told him. That I felt similarly about the podcast, but it was more, I want to do it first because mm-hmm. I know someone's going to do it. Sure, sure. Like I felt very certain that there were fans who mm-hmm. were going to start talking about Ernest and- Oh, yeah. And, and boy, have they. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're right, you're right. I'm proud yeah. <laughs> that I called that. But it was kind of a- a no-brainer, just like, oh, I enjoyed this so much, and I'm new to it. At the time, I was new to Ernest, and I knew people were going to sure, get into so how, it. Sure, so how much 
you know, people who have grown up with the character, yeah, like exactly, feel it like exponentially. And then the, the importance of seeing Ernest happen, and then um, hey, Ernest, a podcast, Ernest Roulette, uh, Ernest I feel, Roulette. I feel like a couple others that sort of maybe came and went. And uh, oh, Ernest Watch Party. We've never talked about Ernest Watch Ernest Party. Ernest Watch Party is now yeah, uh, yeah. an even newer thing that's happened. Yeah, uh, uh, Ernest Day continues. The Ernest fandom, Day, right? The and then Ernest is, Day started up too during the podcast, blossoming. Yes, yeah. I believe the first Ernest Day was 2017. And more of us have been connecting and it's all been building and you have everything you need I think, yeah. Yeah, to yeah. make this documentary. And and so you semi-recently had a Kickstarter That's right. Campaign. So, yes, the thinking was, you know, not only do we need to, if we're going to do this project, not only do we need to raise a little bit of money to get started, but also, you know, anyone else that we went to to say, hey, this is our idea they were all like, well, what kind of audience is there for it? Mm-hmm. And like in the, in the way that you've just been describing, we both know what the earnest audience is, but how do you, yeah. how, people with money need numbers and they need like a, yes. a demonstration of what this is. So not only is it, it, Kickstarter was a good way to not only raise some money, but to also demonstrate. Here's the you know, audience. The audience exists and they're hungry for this story to be told. And that that's one of like maybe th- three or four. There's a, there's a whole bunch of reasons that I wanted to do this. And I, I talk about that a little bit in the, video <laughs> that I made for the Kickstarter, which we also shot in February 2020. <laughs> and then like three weeks later, everyone was locked indoors. So, uh, and I don't know if you want to play like a, a, any clip or something from the documentary. We don't have to. Oh, I, I see you've brought a clip. I did. Do, does, should I set up this clip? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I'm just going to play Mac and me. <laughs> I was just, you made me do it. I was like... <laughs> So in this clip, Ernest is um, in a wheelchair and he's rolling down a hillside and then his neighbor uh, comes out and is like, oh no, Ernest. And then he keeps rolling Vern, to the extent. Vern comes out and says, oh no, Ernest. <laughs> oh man. Um, the, the clip will go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think the world knows how much he did and how many people he reached. You could describe Jim in a book, you could tell stories about him, but to have a visual of him is a totally separate thing. So our goal is to pour through all of that stuff that's never been seen before and remind the world of the importance of being earnest. They've never done anything like this before and they'll probably lose a lot of money and never do anything like this again. But yeah, like it's... Yeah, it's strange to have had all this time away from the podcast, but at the mm-hmm. same time, have had all this stuff happen. Yeah, and like it's it's we've been gone a long time, but it's also like we've been gone not that long. It's it's very strange, and I think yeah, I think for certainly the pandemic has made the perception of time yes. a it's, variable and confusing. It certainly thing. helped that year disappear into a vapor. Sure. And you know, um, you know, the other thing that I'll just say that I was doing when I was working on the documentary is kind of revisiting old podcast episodes that you and mm-hmm. I recorded together because, you know, we've talked at all this about all this stuff at length. And not only was it helpful to sort of remember the sort of things that we've noticed or the the questions that we've had, yeah. but it, it was also interesting to sort of track my own evolution as an earnest fan and, and just in thinking about how to approach the documentary and what my own reasoning was. I think I start more, I I feel like I sound more skeptical at the beginning about this whole thing. (laughs) Not that I don't uh, appreciate Jim Varney, but like the idea of like talking about it in such, to such a a level of minutia. Yeah. Uh, And then I would say by probably around your world as I see it, 
I feel like like a, a switch starts to turn where I, I start to become more on board. And then by the time we get to like Ernest and Love, I'm like in, <laughs> uh, which is fascinating because I feel like you came from like the other side of it where you're like, I have to get all of this out. Yes. There's so much of it. I have a lot it, to like, say. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've said a lot of that. Sure. And I'm getting to the point where like, I'm almost satisfied. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> I don't know that I'll ever be satisfied. I'll yeah. always have more to say. But getting to the point where like, I'm just happy that people have received it and they've enjoyed it. The podcast, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, for sure. Well, like our take. Yeah. Uh, and our journey going through the earnest oeuvre. Right, right. I'm just happy with what we've put into the world. And I'm oh, yeah. excited to see what else we put into the world. Absolutely. And I, I should say thank you to you for... Uh, bringing me into this, uh, <laughs> this uh, you're welcome. Non-existent, <laughs> this non-existent at the time fandom, or this non this non-coalesced at the time fandom, and yeah, uh, yeah. and putting sleeping me, giants. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, dragons are giant. Uh, yeah, and getting me to the point where now we can have a documentary. Oh, and I guess I can plug things now. Oh, I never thought of this. Of course, people people can go to beingearnestfilm.com and sign up and. The email updates are not as frequent as things for the Kickstarter backers, but we'll we'll keep you all posted on on the important stuff that's happening. The importance of the importance <laughs> of being earnest. These are your words, not mine. Well, what were we doing last week? Last episode. <laughs> last week. What? It was not. It, I know it, it feels like last week. week it was yeah. last episode. It was, yes. Um, what were we doing last week, two years ago? So, where we last left off. Previously. Previously on Ernest Goes to Podcast, our heroes were entrenched <laughs> in Ernest merch. Correct. Years, decades of Ernest merchandise. Yep. You're going to make more for the documentary, right? There's going to be documentary-specific merchandise. Right, that right, is right. A, a plan that we have. But, you know, I was thinking about it, and there is one official bit of Ernest merchandise that we did not talk about on our full episode. What is it? Do I know it? You do know it. You own some of it. Then I forgot to say it? Yeah. What is it? It's DVDs. Oh, come on. Do those count? Absolutely. That's a product. Mm-hmm. I was Because I was thinking about this. Um... Well, what the, what is the product? Sure. Because I feel like the DVDs are the product, and then merchandise is merchandise related to the product. Well, you definitely said the films, like the Disney films especially, are a product for sure. Because we were talking about why wouldn't Disney want to make toys and whatnot. Um, Oh, but I suppose the compilations are sort of like merch. And and thinking about the ways in which you've described, again, as as the the expert of merch between the two of us, I've gone to you and been like... (laughs) Aaron, I need to find like what's the best edit of of this specific right. home video release, and you very specifically have opinions and knowledge about this that is that is helpful. But yeah, there's like, gosh, the Ernest Greatest Hits, the Best of Ernest, the Ernest Box Set, yeah, um, new ones that have come out since that I'm forgetting about. I'm sure. And why do we still not have Christmas Ernest on Blu-ray? Saves Christmas on Blu-ray. That's a great question. We need it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But well, we still need the Ernest Disney 4 on Disney Plus. Oh, yes. That's Let's a great point. make it happen. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess those do count as merchandise. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I feel but, like things, I things that you can take they, to Ernest Day and be like, hey, uh, John Cherry, please, please sign my, yeah. my DVD of camp. Yeah. Well, I certainly wouldn't want them to sign any of my sweet Ernest shirts. Sure. So sure, yeah. Sure. I mean, I get that. I don't. To me, merch is like accessory, more like I supplemental what you're kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting how merch 
is such a different thing now because now merch sure. sounds like I'm a YouTuber and I sell shirts. Right. And I I have bought <laughs> YouTuber shirts. Of course. So um, I'm supportive of the idea of merch, but it's just there's a different connotation to it now. I, I think I understand what you're saying. It's more like um, fan fandom items mm-hmm. is sort of the merch that you're describing as opposed to something like this is literally just the movie. Or this is literally just the Well, here's this thing you know, and then here's a toy of it or something. Something based on the contents of, of home videos that feature Ernest is maybe a distinction to make. I don't know if I'm saying this properly. Well, last week, <laughs> I, last ke- week. I literally, I keep last saying week. last week. All right, so last, last week. episode, mm-hmm. which was last week, mm-hmm. we also asked if our listeners had any ideas for earnest merchandise that they would like to exist correct we did get a couple of responses a while ago mm-hmm. uh but it's, it's been a second it's better late than never eh sure all right so what do we got we, I, i'm gonna guess we got some comments from people we've never heard from before somebody called josh <laughs> mine tree mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and louis i've never seen this person's name Louis Nira, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, Louis Nira and Josh Mindtree both had suggestions. They had some opinions. Louis Nira said, I think we should reach out to the scale modeling community. Mm. Mm, and he's on something. Mm-hmm. Before there were action figures, there were scale models of TV and movie characters. They've been around since the 50s and still very popular. Sure. Uh, he said, I can just imagine movie scenes, especially Ernest on top of the cannon. Ow! Don't you use marvelous hooks! Ow! All right, power to the back of that cannon now! But there's a man oh. on that cannon! Yeah, I can see that! Do it! Oh, yeah. This is a note. I think this is one of the the imaginary toys that immediately jumped out to me was Cannon Ride and Ernest. Sure. Yeah, I think we brought, we definitely brought that up. Yeah. He says fans could build and paint them. Mm. Oh, this is relevant to a, a couple things that actually do exist. Yes. And Ernest Saves Christmas Slay, including Pyramus and Thisbe. Come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or maybe just a standing pose of Ernest with Rimshot by his side. Sure, sure, yeah. The troll surrounded by empty cartons of Miak would make a good companion piece. Mm-hmm. Hey, and this might exist now in a way. Mm-hmm. And then Josh Mindtree had a suggestion for basically an entire line of Haven. It's Ernest toys. Oh, right. And he was kind of comparing them to other toys that existed, if I recall correctly. Yeah, he's giving us frames of reference. Sure. I love it. Um, Let's hear it. He says, I feel pretty strongly that Haver and its Ernest had exactly what it takes to be a toy line. I mean, it's the kids show. Absolutely. He says he sat down and worked out what toys he would start with. Mm-hmm. And I looked up toy equivalents of the period to get my idea across. So he provided um, visual aids. Yes, and people can go and look at this if they go to our Facebook page. Yeah, go to our Facebook page and our episode release, Ernest and Merchandising. And in the comments, you will see Josh's whole line. He says, the first is the only roleplay toy, Woody. Oh, yeah. Woody the evil ventriloquist dummy, if you recall. (laughs) Here he is represented by a Charlie McCarthy vent figure. You kind of have to see this, folks. Mm -hmm. It's a picture of a dummy. He says, these have been in production since the 50s, so at least they're time tested. The 50s keep coming back. They both mentioned the 50s. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that works well because it ties into the time that the Ernest Riders mm-hmm. and the Ernest Brain Trust came of age. Yes, and they so would have been. There's something inherent that. about like stuff of that era. The 50s that, definitely in favor and it feels Ernest. like it's appropriate for Ernest, like thematically. It's vintage at the time of Ernest. Mm hmm. 
It's got that kind of like kitsch factor a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. He says the second is Ernest himself. Sure. He represented Ernest with a Peter Venkman action figure from the real Ghostbusters. Sure, sure. He said a similar level of likeness. Mm-hmm. You know, in the same way that the doll does it, like softening and caricaturing the features to the extent that like the essence of, of the character and of Jim's face is there. Yeah. That level of caricature would work for Ernest. The real Ghostbusters is a good reference point too mm-hmm. because they're very simple it's like, uh, what is it, like five points of articulation. There's, there's not a whole lot to it, but yeah, it's, it's, these an, classic it's enough to figures. get it across. Yeah. Uh, he said next is Ernest's car. Now he says a car does not play a big role in the show, but a vehicle is usually included. Sure, okay. And I think the fun of this one is representative of what Ernest might have driven. And it's just like that. a car with flames painted on it. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he does have the, uh, the fast Ernie. Yeah, um, fast Ernie. Uh, fast Ernie can be. It's, it's the variant the figure the that, car. that's included with the car. Can paint fast Ernie on the side of the car with Absolutely. flames. Absolutely, or checkers. it comes with the the car comes with the little helmet that he puts on and a wrench, so you can tighten up that roll bar. <laughs> How about it? He said the fourth is Willie, of course. Sure, Willie the robot. Oh yeah. Usually, each line of toys includes something cool looking. Willie would be the one to go with. Absolutely. And I think this junk bot does a great job of looking like Willie. Oh, is that from it's Crash Dummies? Oh, I love it. Uh, then he said the villain would be Auntie Nelda. <laughs> <laughs> My time has come. He represented her with another real Ghostbusters figure, <laughs> Granny Gross. I love it. He said oh, he wouldn't man. have her look that freaky, but he would have her be cartoonish. Sure. With some sort of face change. So the mm. ability to change into a scarier Auntie Nelda face. Although, what two expressions would you give Auntie Nelda? I feel like she has that one. Well, I was just thinking about, you ever have any um, action figures? Uh, Actually, you know what? Yeah. I take it back. I think you should have a real scary face because <laughs> she was the scary thing. She was one of the scary things in the episode, Hey Vern. That's right. Scary things. Boy, are we going to have fun together. First, we're going to comb the tangles out of our hair with a metal brush. And she is scary. I mean, she is literally the horror movie villain. Yes, she is. In the Dr. Otto film. Yeah, yeah. Or one of them, I suppose. Oh, this might be mixing universes too much, but maybe you could just see her, the head hand. (laughs) Oh, that's... Of Auntie Nelda. Like if you took the the, The the old lady hat off? Yeah. Ooh. We might be mixing universes, I don't know. (laughs) All right. The cute toy the line, he says. Dust Bunny. Ah. Now, would that be to scale? He just says it would not be to scale oh, okay. with the figures. Anticipating He's my- already I answered your yeah, question. I'll, I'll stop. He said his body would be hard plastic with faux fur topping his head for a nice little touch. Well, and, you know, uh, Dust Bunny is already kind of analogous to this. I feel like it, it's kind of, he would kind of be like a Boglin, where you can actually use it as a puppet. If, oh. any, if anyone is familiar with Boglins, they're like I these sort of like remember what they rubbery- are monster toys that are also puppets they just had a, a resurgence recently oh. with uh, some new ones I, th- I think also being kickstarted if i recall correctly okay or otherwise crowdfunded somehow but yeah that would work for dust money he's mm-hmm. thought this through he said finally you need somewhere for your characters to be sure Let's everybody's go. gotta be somewhere the play set for Ernest would be Vern's house of course <laughs> <laughs> of course and it would be boy Vern, i love cookouts on your, your gas, gas grill, grill. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, uh, Ernest. Yep. He said it would be rigged with all sorts of damaged parts. Yep. Tacky decor. Sure. And spring-loaded options. Mm. Similar to this crash test dummies place. I'm sensing a, a recurring theme we with like these. crash uh, test yeah. dummies. I mean, listen. But hey, crash test Ernest 
That's was right. a, a possible unmade earnest movie we threw out at some point. When I'm trying to remember if that's one of the ones that was in the binders. We'll have to ask the uh, the. Sorry, what groups. binders do you mean? Oh, that's right. We, <laughs> we haven't, haven't yes. talked about the binders. I guess we didn't. Sheriff binders, we didn't. of course. <laughs> the binders full of earnest. No, we've talked about the binders. We just uh, <laughs> they are binders full of earnest. Yeah, but we haven't. Um, we we haven't, haven't gone into detail about the fact that. Um, they were bestowed upon the Seeing Earnest folks, yes. whose podcast then morphed into the Ernest P. Worrell Preservation, Preservation Society. Society. Yes. Um, and now they have been going through and meticulously documenting uh, the unmade Ernest films yes. on mass. treatments. Oh, yeah, for the ages. Yeah. Um, and so you can go and check those out if so, you're yeah, for so inclined. All the unmade Ernests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there are so many. <laughs> yep, more than we even conceived or covered or would have been able to fit into our own episode and then uh he had a bonus figure oh who's the bonus is now is this like a mail away he says it's wave eight of the haven it's (laughs) Ernest toy line i'm in i'm in (laughs) they've used every trick in the book but one Mm -hmm. mutant figures Ooh. so they roll out their next figure chuck and bobby I'm just going to show you. <laughs> I can picture. That's exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> it's uh, Chuck and Bobby as some sort of conjoined twin. Uh, I think that's from Toxic Avengers, maybe? Yeah. Or Toxic Crusader. I, don't I forget which is the movie. I sensitive this is. And, yeah. But like, uh, yes, Chuck the, and Bobby. The 90s sure were a be. time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. Well, and it's it's funny, you know, to take it back to analogs again. Crash Test Dummies as like an analog for Ernest as this sort of like... <laughs> indestructible character who starts as like a PSA in in ads for adults and then right. becomes a kid thing. Yeah. Um yeah, kids take in the sort of the the slapstick of it and the, the yes. sort of destruction of property of it and that's what they enjoy and respond well to. And Ernest is yeah, very much like a crash test dummy. I mean, that's what he's sure. used as. That's what he's used as in Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely something there. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Curiouser and curiouser. Curiouser. Well, I had a couple of ideas for Ernest merchandise that I would like to exist. Did you have any ideas? Hmm. Ernest merchandise. Well, you know, we're going to talk about unofficial fan merch in a little bit. But yeah. this is not really that. It's not quite that. When I was working doing uh, commercial spots for the Lego Dimensions game, uh-huh. I oh, was like, oh, uh, you know what I, I would love? I would love a Lego, Lego. Dimensions because they were they were really good at getting a lot of 80s and 90s uh, movie and TV licensed characters. Yeah. And it was like a big, you know, Smash Brothers, Skylanders. Yeah, like I that remember sort the of really like, cute Doctor Who ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I made a, a fan art of Ernest as a Lego Dimensions character. And so I think that's that's sort of something where bringing Ernest into other sort of pop cultural multiverses mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, it's apart from just like a solid Ernest figure. Mm-hmm. There's there's not too much that I'm like oh I kind of I wish this existed for me the joy is in the earnest performance and in the earnest yeah the the writing of it and the craft of it and and no in terms of just like product maybe I'm the wrong person to ask you about that I don't know ah uh, you as you were saying that it occurred to me that thinking back to what I said about merch being so prevalent now among influencers and people with youtube channels you know basically anyone on the internet that has some kind of following Mm -hmm. and some kind of creative persona i think merch now even more is considered not the actual thing itself but a way to show that you're a fan of the thing Mm, okay yeah so you know youtuber merch is i watch this youtuber this is a saying that they say it's like showing it's uh 
it's sort of a subtle or an in-joke way to yourself of knowing that you're repping something yeah. that you enjoy. And I think that's more how I think of Ernest merchandise is just like, I want uh, something that reminds me of Ernest that sure. stays with me. Something on my desk that reminds me of that thing that I love. Well, and hearing you describe it that way, I think the Ernest merch I want to see or that I would want to own in that way, it's not that it's never been made. It's just it's not available right now. Yeah. And it's already existed. It's, you know, it's mugs. It's yes. like those silly car window clings. Yes, I would a love- lot of that stuff. I would love a new, brand new Ernest t-shirt, you know, books and all the stuff that I would want to see is stuff that already existed. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's it's more just like, hey, hey bring that back. Bring that yeah. back. That could be fun. Yeah, bring back yeah, because you're, and, the and sweetest stuff. Ernest is an influencer, right? <laughs> oh, man. Is this where we've arrived? No, but like, but for Ernest truly, is an influencer? I he mean. is. Like, he's a guy. He's like, he's got. You know, oh, man. Today's post is brought to you by Creamer Weeber Highland. He's the original influencer. He is. He pitched all those products as his persona. Yeah. Aaron's uh, mind. <laughs> we need the Kevin Henkel oh, art. Oh, no, Dave. Yeah. You've blown this wide open. Yes, and it's been so long since anyone had. Oh, gosh. Well, aside from play sets of all the movies, which mm-hmm. I think just need to, that's what I would have wanted. I I would like play sets of every Ernest movie. Ooh, yeah, sorry. Now, see, now, see, now that I say now that, you're like, yeah, ooh, yeah. it started to percolate. You know, you need an Aster Clement variant for Ernest Saves Christmas. You need the sleigh. Cannon ride and Ernest has to be with, with, the, with, the, with the British in their dark raincoats or whatever it is they're wearing lined up right in front of the cannon. That's right, that's right. If they don't stop. Ah! I mean, oh. Radner, Radner Glencliff. <laughs> you need you need the, the evil Radner Glencliff. Well, I'm just like hearing. You know, Ernest goes to school, his band variant. Sure, sure. The, oh, the, he would be the swapping head. You know, the changeable head would oh, be like the Power Ernest, Rangers. Ernest, yeah. and then smart, quote unquote, smart Oh, that'd be Ernest. cool, yeah. Yeah. Automorphin Ernest, yeah. Uh, the the, the playset for Ernest Saves Christmas could be the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that Ernest's car should be a taxi cab. Yeah. By the way, taxi cab, significant piece of merchandise from the Incredible Crash Dummies toy line. Yes. Was a, a crash cab. Yeah. See? It's happening. And the cab could come apart in pieces. Yep. Come on. There's uh, some uh, airport patron luggage that comes in the trunk. Luggage, yeah. Uh, sliding luggage sliding Magritte guy. <laughs> As you swerve the car, <laughs> the, just the totally Magritte guy. totally stiff. He has no articulation. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a play set of every Ernest movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Scared stupid, come on. Like, oh, yeah. Well, when you said it- camp, my, the TP. My brain immediately went to like a Mighty Max kind of thing, where it's like a little, oh, like like a a little clamshell uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Where you, you pop it open, you have Pocket a couple size, little figures. Little world. Take Ernest with you. That works too. Yeah. yeah you yeah. could take him anywhere. They're great. Uh, Walk around with them. Take him down the block to the little friend's house. Speaking of wearables, mm-hmm. clean sweep jerseys. Oh, yeah. That's a no-brainer. Ernest, clean, sweet jerseys. Mine is zero. Mm-hmm. You're repping Ernest. Oh, yeah. He's the baby. He's the boy. <laughs> but this was my stroke of genius. This is what I'm proud okay, of. Okay, I'm ready. And somebody better do this. Please take this idea and just do it. Mm-hmm. I'll buy it. Sure. But I think it would be great to have cross-stitched Ernest sayings. Oh. Okay. So you know how people Interesting. put really beautiful cross-stitch sayings? Absolutely. Like, you could have one like, as the twig is bent, so grows the tree. 
As the twig is bent, so grows the tree. Know what I mean? Love it. And then we just thought of this one, Love Thy Vern. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we could put the uh, roses are red, violets are blue, sour cream is white, and, and comes, in, comes a tub. in a tub. Yeah. yeah. You could put a bunch of earnest quotes up and then next to your Bible quotes and have people try to tell the difference. <laughs> this uh, is from Second Condominiums. I am not, I am not, I'm not implying that <laughs> earnest movies are comparable to the Bible. But I think no, he takes influence from absolutely, and he is trying to sound and that's know, that similar. feels that feels like Americana, like that's yes. the sort of like exactly not even not even like Southern aphorisms specifically, but just like those sorts yeah. of sayings that you see and you buy at like you know Pier One Imports on like a piece of brushed How metal. How about live, laugh, Vern? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Exactly that. <laughs> just like a uh, standard sort of um, Beth Beyond. But with an earnest twist. Earn- with an earnest twist. Twist okay. of Lyman. Yeah, a twist yeah. of Lyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cross-stitch earnest sayings. I think they would go great. You could sell them on Etsy. I love that. And I would get them. Please suggest your earnest sayings that would fit great on a cross-stitch. Yes, we'll have to put up a, a specific request for that. And that's the kind of thing it. where, again, it's like a subtle piece of merchandise where you know what it represents, but maybe a visitor won't. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it reminds you of earnest and you're like, aha, it just brings you a little joy to look at it. Of course, yeah. And I think that is that is similar to like the bumper stickers, say, yeah. or, or that kind of thing where it's like putting that earnest twist again on a pre-existing, like everyone's seen bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. Like here's the earnest. I think that might describe a lot of the merch ideas that we and other people have where it's like, this yeah. already exists. Here's the earnest version. Here's the earnest version of it. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. And it's funny because that is very similar to the sort of genre jumping structure of the movie franchise. Right. It's like horror movies already exist. Here's the earnest version of that. Right. Uh, jailbreak movies already exist. Here's the earnest version of Sweeping that. Sweeping adventure movies already exist. Basketball movies. Ver- yeah. Ba- yeah. <laughs> Basketball movies exist. Yep. They do. Here's the earnest version. And some of them have the exact same actors. Christmas from- movies exist. Exactly. Here's the earnest Camp version. movies. Yeah. 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 Just earnest your world. <laughs> As I see it. <laughs> uh the Ernest world Your World sounds like the people. worst tagline for um, well, Ernest merchandise. Please, turning. no one use that. Forget I said it. Never use that, please. <laughs> Why not Ernest Your World? No. Put that out of your mind now, immediately. Now, hot topic. I never said that. <laughs> Ernest Your World. Well, because- No, stop saying it. <laughs> Up until this point, have we ever uh, turned Ernest into a verb? <laughs> Uh, I don't know what I mean, verb. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's we've we've reached we've found the line, crossed it, and now we need to immediately no, no, cross no. back. Go back, yeah. go back. Oh man! All right. So speaking of things you could sell on Etsy, sure. This is a perfect lead into our unofficial Ernest merch. This is stuff that exists that people have made, and it's completely unofficial merchandise. Yeah, it's it's a very similar idea. People see this void in in the mm-hmm. Ernest merch world. They're like, you know what? I would love for this thing to exist so that I can do exactly what you've been describing. Like, exactly. I can flex my Ernest fandom. So they've taken it upon themselves to see those ideas through to completion in an unofficial fan capacity. Maybe someday this will be unofficial merch, but mm-hmm. I think it bears repeating. Color me in burn. Color me in burn. The yes. coloring book of Ernest. Cannot overstate it. Got. That's right. Gotta make it happen someday. Maybe that'll be that'll be what I do when I retire. Sure. And I'm an old lady, 
<laughs> on a hill somewhere, and I'll draw for the third generation of Ernest fans. Burn. Yeah, why, why on a hill? Because nobody else is up there. They'll have to walk up the hill. I see. So you I see. Get your solitude. You're like a some sort of uh, wise person atop a hill. You come up, you climb the hill, and I give you a copy of Color Me and Burn. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. Well, the first piece of unofficial Ernest merchandise I bought was the Fright Rag shirt for oh. Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Fright Rags, well, it's what it sounds like. It's shirts of horror movies. Mm -hmm. They basically create some really cool art representative of the movie, put it in a shirt. The Ernest Scared Stupid one, I think it's it's not in print anymore. I don't a, think. a lot of those shirts go out of print because they're like a, a limited run. Yeah, they're a limited run, but I think you might still be able to find some somewhere. I mean, there's always eBay. But uh, I really love my Ernest Scared Stupid shirt. It's just this really cool graphic drawing of Ernest. This sort of looks like a comic book cover. Yeah. Yeah. You got Kenny with the super soaker. You've got Rimshot. You've got Ernest. Sleeves rolled up, looks like, holding some milk. Old Lady Hackmore with her goggles and yep. Trantor at the top. It's really cool design, huh? Yeah. No, it's it's very, you're correct. It's very comic booky. Mm -hmm. And um, as we record this, it is uh, spooky time. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and I think the ways in which we've already described the sort of coalescing of the Ernest fandom, one of the things that's come to light is just how beloved Ernest Scared Stupid is among the horror community. I think right. I think it's really like a... What's the right phrase? Like an entry point for people, for, for children especially, yes. into into horror fandom. I was going to say the same thing. I think because horror fans are their own subculture and sure. really, really enthusiastic and passionate subculture, yeah. that it makes sense that a prominent piece of unofficial earnest merchandise would come out of the horror community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they would Where be that, able that sort of do it. thing already happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's also, uh, this is newer. Mm -hmm. And I think this is still available, but there's a Trantor the Troll uh, resin figure that you can paint. That's right. A paintable Trantor. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. It comes in the glow in the dark or Ooh. just there's a glow in the dark variant that's just painted glow in the dark. Okay. But oh, I see. I see. Then there's also the standard brown. Yeah. And uh, it's a 2.75 inch solid resin figure that you can paint and it comes with a little jar. <laughs> so you now, can paint Miak. Oh, nice. It's a little Miak jar. Now, read me the name of that product. Oh, you know what? I just looked at it. It's sold out, baby. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Well, Booger Lips Wooden Brown is the name of the right, and that's Booger Lips. You know, fan merch can be a, a difficult thing to navigate, right? Because, it certainly can. Oh, they're know, both sold out. I swear, a couple of days ago they weren't. Oh, I believe. And you know what? We're it's halfway. We're it's, halfway into Halloween yeah. month. Yeah, that was the oh, little dark cool. one. Dang. It's so cool, right? It's a yeah. nice little sculpt. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, you can see the love that comes from this fan community for these characters and this property. This is a tiny figure, but he's still holding a little kid. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's still holding a little kid like figure. Like a, a frozen wooden doll yeah. of uh, one of the children. It's a nice detailed little sculpt there. Um, but no, the fact that he's called, uh, what is he called? Booger, Booger Lips. Lips. Um, that's a thing that comes up, and I, I, I'm familiar with this from the Lego fan community, where when they do custom fan merch, mm -hmm. there's a lot of times uh, where they will have the most genericized name for the product so that yeah. it doesn't say it doesn't say Trantor, it doesn't say Ernest Scared Stupid, but we all we all know what this yeah. is. Well it's like the off brand Halloween costume. I was just gonna bring that up. Like um <laughs> what is it? Uh Juice like... Demon <laughs> which is one of my favorites. Um but no like doing that sort of stuff is very it's almost like an eye wink to potential buyers where it's like yeah. if you know what this is 
you're going to get it and you're going to want to buy it. Yeah. And um, you know, booger lips. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> just, just, uh, <laughs> right. but yeah, Ernest has his sweet little, uh, corner of the horror Absolutely. world. And we've seen, you know, on eBay, yeah. we've seen people make custom Miak jars right. and sell Miyak them. Right, jars is also a really popular thing. Yeah, which, uh, that should just be an official piece yeah, of yeah, Ernest yeah. merchandise. Like, okay, now we're, see, now we're getting around to Ernest, things that are in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Ernest got to go to the horror movie convention. Correct, yeah. Is this where the horror movie folk be? It'd <laughs> <laughs> be a hit you. there with the Ernest. Oh, with yeah. The, yeah, horror movie convention, Ernest with the Miak jar. Come on. Sure. A little kid with a super soaker. Mm-hmm. Great costume. There's also an Ernest resin figure. That I saw one on Etsy. Yeah. Have I seen this? He's like this Funko Pub inspired sort of. Because we know there ain't no Ernest Funko. Which we've talked at length about. Yes. Yes. Check him out. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's a very interesting. Yeah. It feels very, it feels like a YouTube-y design in Mm -hmm. a way that I can't describe. But uh, yeah, he's sort of got like a, he's a noseless anime face is how I would describe that. Yeah, there's a noseless anime face, big head, Ernest resin figure. Sure, sure. And he's paintable. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. You can make him uh, Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest. Yeah. Yeah. Action figures, Ernest in resin. Paint color as you wish. So the paintable Ernest figures, like Louis Nira said, are mm-hmm. happening. Oh, yeah. One of them was not Ernest, but <laughs> Ernest but related. But from, from the Ernest, Erna, from the, I almost said the Ernest Erniverse. The, Erna, the Ernest, oh. the Ernest universe. <laughs> Ernest. From the Ernest P. World. One of them. Mm-hmm. From the Ernest P. World. Right. We should mention, speaking of the importance of seeing Ernest, and yes. which is now the Ernest P. World Preservation Society. Correct. Where they talk about unmade Ernest. They have unmade Ernest shirts. Yeah, they have like a hot, fresh Ernest. Is that one of the ones? <laughs> That's the one that I was going to bring up specifically. Yeah. But they have importance of seeing Ernest shirts. Was there a, a space one, I think, if I recall correctly? Ernest spaced out. That's the one, yeah. So you've got your Ernest P. World. You've got your Ernest P. World Preservation Society tea. You've got your importance of seeing Ernest tea and importance of seeing Ernest koozie for your drinks. Yeah. I mean, that's a key component of the show. So, so uh, oh yeah, of course. So um, they have three unmade Ernest uh, shirts. Hot Fresh Ernest, mm-hmm. Ernest Goes Bananas, ah, and Ernest Spaced Out. Those are the three they have available so <laughs> Is far. Ernest Goes Bananas a, a Chiquita riff? Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Oh, he's got uh, some fruit on <laughs> His head. I love it. That's great. It's like the label you would see on your bananas. But yeah, Ernest goes bananas. It's a nice yellow color. And Hot Fresh Ernest is a nice red pizza color. Sure, sure, sure. I should say that unmade Ernest movie titles are a perfect t-shirt design. Oh, yeah. Because they're instantly recognizable for anybody who's familiar with Ernest movies as possible Ernest movies a, and they may not you know it might be hard to be like wait was that an Ernest movie that got made exactly and that would right. be hilarious and it's an infinite there's an infinite amount of fake Ernest movie titles you could use or unmade Ernest movie titles that you could use yeah absolutely all you need to do is be familiar with the the format yeah it would be yeah. a whole line yeah I'm too lazy to make Ernest goes to podcast shirts I was just gonna ask that you know <laughs> pe- people are gonna be bringing this up Aaron well why don't we have merch because I'm lazy I don't know how to do that <laughs> We could we could do it eventually. I feel like when we started, we were concerned about stepping on the toes Absolutely. of official Ernest anything. That's true. That's um, true. So that so too. we sort of were keeping this as a nonprofit podcast. Yes. Um, we do have our medallion stickers. The uh, you've blown this wide open. Uh, oh, Kevin I Hinkle totally design. forgot about those. Yeah, they're in a they're in one of a dozen boxes that contain my studio now. <laughs> Oh, so really? We can, uh, we can dig those out and uh, bestow them upon people as they may be earned. 
Uh, well, we, could, we, could, we could have a discussion about it. Yeah, if we can do it without stepping on toes, maybe someday. Yeah, never say never. Never say never. Absolutely never say never. Oh, uh, speaking of stickers, there is someone on Etsy called Alan O'Lantern. Oh, who yeah. Who makes magnets and stickers. Yes, uh, so at Alan O'Lantern on Twitter is how I'm familiar with this person. Mm-hmm. And it came up because they took one of the archival sprite images uh, of Ernest that yeah. uh, Justin and I were able to dig out. And changed it so that Ernest is holding the uh, Captain America shield and uh, Mjolnir, the, uh, yes. the Thor hammer. Yeah. It's like Avenger Ernest. Yeah. So um, Alan O'Lantern had sent that to us. Uh, I believe titled it Ernest is Worthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that you can buy- he is. You can now buy stickers of that. Or magnets. You can go to their Etsy store and buy a sticker or a magnet, I think, of Avenger Ernest. But there's also Ernest Pokemon Master. <laughs> That's right. I remember that too. So he's got a Pikachu and a bunch of Pokeballs, I believe. And the uh, khaki hat has become the uh, Ash Ketchum hat. <laughs> uh, what a crossover. Gotta catch them all. Know what I mean? <laughs> and we mentioned the watch party before. We did, yes. I think these have been included. These stickers have been included as prizes in the That's Ernest true. Watch Party. So the Ernest Watch Party, if people don't know, is... A semi-weekly, Yeah, it's like maybe like twice a month. Screening of something earnest. It's been going on for like over a year at this point. It happens on cast and it's a really cool way to chat while watching Ernest. It's run by Maureen Edwards. Yeah. Mo to her friends. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Cohen. Correct. Yep. And yeah, it's a really cool time. I've been busy myself with non-earnest related things. But making a video game. <laughs> we've both popped into a couple of them, though. Yeah, and I finally got to uh, more recently attend a couple of them, and they are very, very fun. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's really nice to watch Ernest with a bunch of people and just enjoy him. No, and you know this is a sidebar to merch, but I, we really can't. Um, I can't say enough thank yous to Aaron and Mo for yeah. just their help in sort of mobilizing the Ernest fandom in support of the documentary. Like, yeah. It's it's interesting to think about the differences in the fan base from 2015 when you and I started this mm-hmm. podcast to now and how yeah. – like if we had tried to do a documentary back then and one of the things I've learned is that a few people did, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Uh, uh, but doing it now, it, it feels more like some, something is in the air. Got to get the ball rolling. And I think it floated over the from the dog food, dog food factory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but the Ernest Watch Party, so re- re- relevant to the merch. Yep. They have like a random drawing, right? That's Where right. They give away prizes. Prizes. Mm-hmm. And they're unofficial merch. They're bumper stickers and cool fan-made goodies that I think Mo makes. Yep. And yeah, it's worth entering to win. That's right, some yeah. Some sweet Ernest merch. I think maybe some of Justin's books have been given away. Yeah, I think actually they gave away an autographed copy. Nice, nice. Of Justin's book. Justin was a guest on one week. So they have a cool like pre-recorded video introduction. Right. Which I've also been on. Promoting your Talking your about the doc, documentary. Yeah, yeah. And then they play the Ernest thing. Yeah. That's a way to get some free Ernest merch. For sure. Yeah. And, and again, like unofficial fan merch, but something made with love all the same. Yes. It, however you slice it, however you slice that hot, fresh Ernest. <laughs> yeah. You cannot have merchandise without fans. Absolutely. Can I sidebar about the Ernest Watch Party for a sure. second? Because speaking, speaking of winning prizes. What'd you get? This is This is not a prize that was given away- from the Ernest Watch <laughs> Party, <laughs> but I am indebted, we are indebted to Mo Edwards for sharing this with us. Oh. I'm taking something out of my bag. What is it? I'm handing it to Aaron. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's so loud. Oh, no! 
I'm covering my I'm covering my mouth. I'm 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 Oh handing, my god, why I'm, is it I'm, I'm handing Aaron something across the table. Whoa! <laughs> so um, Oh my gosh! Mo was nice enough to oh! to share if you can't if you haven't already guessed oh! from the sounds that my co-host is making. Mo shared with us her copy of the uh Can I talk... take it out of the bag? You can. I've I have it in plastic so that it's it's protected, but it's the <gasps> the fabled Talk Stupid to Me audio cassette, which we have long, long coveted. Is anybody there? Well maybe I'm here. And maybe I'm not. And maybe I'm over at Burntown. And maybe I'm not. Um so she sent this to me. And I've digitized it, and I'm going to be including it as part of the the Earnest Archive rewards for you the digitize it. it looks for the sealed. documentary. It is not. It has just been very, oh, very carefully. Oh, I see. It has been very carefully opened by someone who is not me. Um, oh my goodness! But yeah. <gasps> Wait, can I take it out and see the back? Is there anything to see in the back or inside? You can open up the tape case, and there's some stuff inside that you really? can read. Yeah. Okay, I'll be very careful. Erin did not know this was happening. By the way, this is. Aaron is already bowled over by Ernest Birch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I feel like I'm in the 90s. I, oh! <laughs> I want to cry. <laughs> I want to cry. I don't know why this is making me so emotional, but I do feel like transported to another time. Well, and we definitely thought that this uh. didn't exist. Or not that it didn't exist, but like that we it would never be seen again. And somehow... Someone must have had like old stock or something because a bunch of these showed up on eBay, and uh, you know. Are you shipping this back? Absolutely. Oh yeah, no, this is not my property. Mo, this is just to be digitized oh and shared. Oh my god! With the Ernest P. World. Okay, okay, okay. So I'll point out a couple of things. I, I see that you're looking at the, the <gasps> tape insert. Yeah. And there's some. Uh, there's. I think it's almost I'm, just like a transcript. I'm taking it out like it's uh, like a <laughs> the an Ark ancient... of the Covenant. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So Aaron is reacting to the inside of the <gasps> cassette tape box insert has a Ernest P. Worrell uh, fan club order form. Oh my God. There's, yes. So the other side of the, the paper insert for the tape says, Hey Vern, while you're listening to me talk stupid, why don't you join the Ernest P. Worrell International mm-hmm. fan club? Now is your chance to be one of the first in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> to become a true to life bony fide member of the EPWIFC. Yes, it's true. For a measly $7, you get your very own personalized, simonized, and patronized official membership card, an autographed picture of me, your old buddy Ernest, in living black and white, the Know What I Mean News, a newsletter that's crammed full of articles, facts, photographs, and general foolishness about everybody's favorite neighbor, Ernest P. Worrell, a two-color limited edition machine-printed authorized Ernest bumper sticker. Mm. All you need to know for ordering posters, t-shirts, and other life-preserving souvenirs. But hey, you gotta fill out the coupon below, cut it off, and mail it in. How am I gonna know who you are if you don't tell me? And Vern, don't forget your $7. And then the coupon says, yes, I want to be a member. I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> 1987 card and share. There you go. I feel like there's some disagreement maybe about oh, when exactly yeah. this tape came out. We, we also should well, point out. right. I mean, this just might be the fan club sign-up sheet that's 87. Right. The box says volume one, which I have a bunch of questions about that. I mean, optimism. I was wishful thinking is, is <laughs> the most obvious answer, but yeah. And then the other thing on the inside of the uh, the paper insert is just 
it's a, a almost a transcript of the instructions for the tape mm-hmm. that uh, Ernest himself reads on the cassette. In my vast and worldly experience with simulated voice duplication recording devices, I've found that the best results occur when you hold the cassette deck about three to four inches from the answering machine at medium volume to recordo. Comprendo? I will say one thing I noticed about this cassette is that there is only a recording on one side. Um, if you look at side A, it will give you the track listing. And then once you look at that, I would I would like you to turn it over to side B. Oh, on the tape On the itself? tape itself, yeah. All right, hang on. I cannot overstate how careful Aaron is being with this piece of merchandise. Okay. Side A? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can look at that. All right. Don't bother turning over the tape. It says it's all right here. But you now, want me to turn over the I tape? I do want you to turn over the tape. All right. I... S- <laughs> It says, I said don't turn it over. Now who's stupid? <laughs> uh, once again, the prank vibe of, uh, of the Ernest merch. Oh, that's great. And you have digitized this, eh? I have. As soon as we get the Ernest archive up and running, which is the, the stretch goal that the Kickstarter reached for uh, surpassing our initial goal, uh, once that's up and running, this will be one of the, the preserved items that needs to be shared with the Ernest fandom. And so it will. Now, that'll be shared with the backers of the Kickstarter. Will other Correct. people ever get to hear? I'm sure I mean, they will. Everybody else? You know, we're still trying to figure out how to extend the inclusiveness of mm-hmm. this whole enterprise beyond just folks who yes. who were in on the ground floor with the Kickstarter. The archive itself? Yes. Well, everything, to be honest, because um, mm. people have been messaging us, and I have a whole backlog of <laughs> emails to reply to. And so that's something that I'll need to figure out in the near future. But at the same time, there was... Uh, 957 backers to the mm. uh, the importance of being Ernest Did Kickstarter. Did I back it? I want to be part of that Ernest archive. Oh, you know, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> oh, no. But so I will be I will be shocked if, you know, this sort of thing never extends beyond. I'm sure I definitely have because I wanted to be the one to push it over a certain number. That's right. I think that's your girlfriend right. did it. That's, that's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I got out and after like, ah, push it past, push it past, get mm-hmm. to that stretch goal. Oh, yeah. Uh. Yep. Cannot, over, cannot overstate how... You know, this tape is almost a microcosm of the... It's a precious relic. <laughs> of the Kickstarter uh, documentary project as a whole, where it's like, you know, I think I think Dan Butler, when, when we reached the goal, said a tremendous vote of confidence from the fan base is the creative force now. Mm. Um, and he's absolutely right. Like, that's what's keeping Ernest and Jim's performance as Ernest alive. Yeah. Um, and it's great. And we love it. <laughs> and we celebrate it here on a uh, every two years now basis. <laughs> oh, that's a perfect lead-in into the other piece of unofficial merch I wanted to talk about. Oh, the yeah. fans keeping the Ernest flame alive. Sure. You're the one that told me, and I should have known this because I kind of did know this, but then I forgot, but then you reminded me. Is this the Ernest fanzine? Yes. And, and the the wonderful title that it contains? Know what I zine. Exactly. <laughs> Just like this podcast, there's nothing else you could have called it. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. Spelled correctly and everything. Oh, know yeah. what spelled correct? Know what I spelled perfectly. Yeah. Know what I zine. It's an attempt to document all things moral, as mm. it says on the cover. A noble goal, if we have ever heard one. Do I have a copy right now? No, I do not. We got to get. Was our hands I on in this. the middle of ordering it, then forgot what I was doing because <laughs> I was distracted by something quite sure. some time ago? Yes, that may have happened. Mm-hmm. But. We're going to get ourselves copies of Know What I Zine. Oh, yeah. And there are a few preview pages. It's made by a couple of friends named Rick V mm-hmm. and Dakota. And uh, there's a couple of places to get it. You can get it on Rick V's website. We'll have links to all this in the show notes and such. Yeah, you can get uh, Rick V's got a Store NV website. 
it's me, Rick V. Storeenv.com. That rolls right off the tongue. You can get it there, or you can get it on Etsy at Soda Prince ATL. That's Dakota's. Got it. So, uh, two places to get it. Check out Know It I Zine. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited about this one because it, it, it's so cool. It's There's some one like of the comics pre- and stuff, right? Yeah, one of the preview pages is a, a vegan erroneous recipe. Nice. Uh, there's a Ernest Goes to Concept comic. This is just on the preview page, so mm-hmm. I'm not spoiling anything. Uh, and it's based on that same Coke Sam's interview where he lists Unmade Ernest. It's just uh, an, a comic the, exploration. com Is that the one? Yeah. It's a comic exploring those Unmade Ernest titles. Yeah, yeah. Ernest and the Verdant Curse, Ernest Spaced Out, and then a catalog of the Ernest movies accompanied with sweet art. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of great little art in there. I don't want to say little because that feels like it's diminishing it again. Like uh, when we were little, talking about- uh, When I say little comics, yeah. I mean- What do I mean? I Ele- mean the short- simple. Simple in the sweet way, like like um, in the way that we talk about performances being reduced to their bare essentials in a very um, I guess I mean and not way. over-designed. Exactly, yes. In a good way. Uh, there's not 50 teeth. No, no. I really like this art style. This is definitely the kind of thing I would buy I would buy even if it wasn't Ernest related. Sure. Um, but it you can feel you can feel the it. love emanating from the pages yeah. even in the preview. It's just it's just excellent. Yeah. I mean, it looks perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's the fan creation that makes the most sense like there's a long tradition of fanzines in lots of different fandoms so it makes sense that you know we've now transcended from the official earnest fan club know what i mean news into know what i zine which is the sort of the fans taking the baton and running with it yeah yeah rick and dakota's know what i zine so yeah we have to get on uh, getting our own copies oh yeah Excellent. High recommend. I don't need to see the whole thing. The three pages that are here are enough. You mean you don't need to see the whole thing to know that you need it? Yeah. Right. No, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't coming across as, I don't need to see the whole thing. No, no, no. I I need to see the whole thing. (laughs) Right. I don't need to see the whole thing to know that I need to see the whole thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? If anybody does. (laughs) Oh. I I hear what you mean and not what you're saying. Uh, Dakota's Etsy page, by the way, Mm -hmm. which is, again, Soda Prince ATL. You can also get this shirt. Here it is. I'm just going to show Dana the picture. <laughs> it's a X Auntie Nelda X shirt. And yeah. The caption says, <clears throat> I'll try to do this in the right voice. Sometimes a bad seed falls from even the most fragile flower. <laughs> oh, another cross stitch saying. Oh, Auntie Nelda cross stitch. <laughs> Sometimes a bad seed falls from even the most fragile flower. Sure. And, you know, talking about these uh, these sort of fan works of merchandise, you know, another angle to this whole thing is there have been some fans who have commissioned artwork yeah. of Jim and Ernest. And that's that's it's tough because mm. it's not that's not necessarily merch per se. No, but it's it's like inserting something that you are a, a fan of into this other person's like art portfolio. Yeah. Like I've seen, I think Mo and maybe Aaron, I can't remember who it was. Someone from Ernest Watch Party mm-hmm. um, got a commission of a Perler bead art of Ernest Scared Stupid, which was- Really? Gigantic. Oh, I have not seen it's this. It's essentially pixel art at, at a certain point. Come on. Um, I love it. But yeah, stuff like that. Oh, there was, you know, this ended up in the documentary Kickstarter, even though it's not it didn't originate that way, but there was a couple of Ernest fans who commissioned an artist for this beautiful Jim Varney is Ernest poster. Oh. 
It was like a painted poster of like all this earnest oh, wait, iconography. I do remember that. Yeah. Of course. And so, and then they were nice enough to be like, hey, like we can donate some of these to the, the fundraising, right, which was awesome. Right, but your posters are also unofficial earnest merch. Exactly right. Yeah. So yeah. it's the, the ways in which fandom transcends into canon sometimes and i'll put both of those things well in that's quotes. what the word fandom is for for sure but but more just in the sense of like i'm thinking about like you know old star trek and how people who were fans would write spec scripts and then yeah. that would become a star trek episode so just the ways in which things that start as fan projects you know even like the documentary is a strange thing because it's like this is definitely me as a fan mm-hmm. coming to this but then once you have like the Cherry family right. and Dan Butler but it's got and Justin, involvement. yeah, it's it's like so a it's weird, a hybrid. it's a weird hybrid. You're absolutely right, yeah. and I I'm, I don't know that I will even be able or to. Or maybe you're being absorbed into the officialness. That you're not... I was going to suggest that, but that seems scary to me. <laughs> like I don't know if I'm prepared for that. Uh, it seems very like that seems like a responsibility that is intimidating to me. Well, I think it, it's got to be this hybrid. It's the new breed for it's sure. What comes after? Yeah, 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 yeah. The new batch. Gremlins 2. <laughs> it's the Gremlins 2. Mm. But yeah, know what I see. Yeah, yeah, so. we, we need copies. No, we got to get yeah. those. You mentioned that Know What I Mean was the like official predecessor of Know What I Zine, essentially, sure. because Know What I Mean is an official Ernest Zine. That's right. The Know What I Mean news. So that is what we promised to read more of on our last episode last week. <laughs> last week. We're sticking with this. <laughs> I love it. And I do have... Yeah, she does. She's holding it up, Official Know What I Mean news. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I can never get tired of finding new Know What I Mean news. Absolutely. New to me. Oh, wow. This one's 1984, Dave. Wow. Oh, that predates a lot of stuff. It predates us. It does. It predates <laughs> a lot of stuff, including us. Wow. No, sorry. My brain was just going on some kind of tangent where it's like the ways in which sometimes the earnest properties like the Know What I Mean news mm-hmm. are written by earnest. And sometimes mm. they feel like they're about Ernest. Yeah. Uh, there's something There's something about the ways in which we've moved completely from Ernest's voice all the way to the side of the spectrum that is now just talking about Ernest. Yeah. So know what I mean? Know what I zine is like Talk, about Ernest, yes. whereas know what I mean news is by and large in Ernest's voice and yeah. a, a Ernest direct from, from the horse's mouth. Uh, from direct, the horse's mouth to your plate. Direct, so, whatever, <laughs> direct to consumer, uh, yeah. That's not a good... Not a perfect analogy. Yeah, but you, no, you're right. No, no, what I mean, news is distinctly from earnest. It's essentially more earnest material. It's just not video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is earnest, and it is his voice, and it is basically written by earnest. So this is volume one. I don't think the volume numbers mean anything. That, that was my <laughs> but that was my assertion too. Volume one, number one, 1984, fall edition. Sure. I think the year and the season mean something. And we can see this is a, a early Ernest photo him. shoot he's because beautiful. he's got he's got Chuck Taylors on, Aww. and that's definitely the lighter vest. Yeah, like if you look at the vest compared to the jeans there. Um, oh I've, yeah, I've seen much more of the Ernest photo shoots than I ever believed that I would. Yeah, it's an earlier shoot. Well, it's 1984. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey Vern, welcome to the fan club. Mm. Where have you been all my life? I hope you enjoy my newsletter. Know what I mean? I had my best people working hand-in-hand with me to get this issue done. I think we're only a year and a half late. Dave. (laughs) (laughs) This could not be... This could not be a more perfect... um, Lead in or lead out or... Well, I feel better now. Thematic (laughs) tie-in to our... 
our new episode after a long, a long gap of a very specific length. He said, I will try harder on the next one because I know my fans should be informed and an informed mind is a happy mind. Current events is where it's at. Interesting. So I wonder if there was actually a gap in the Know What I Mean news publication. Right. And then it was just like- That the fan club was waiting for. Exactly. Yeah. Man, everything old is new again. Time is cyclical. Exactly right. Yeah. Know what I mean? This is essentially the Patreon post of of the Ernest fan club. (laughs) Your Um, old buddy Ernest. That's fascinating. And what was, sorry, what was the number on this again? The volume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Volume one, number one, 1984. Is that the first issue? I wonder if maybe or it could be the first issue of like a different format, perhaps, because I feel like we've oh, seen maybe I feel like we've seen I could be conflating this with uh, fan club material from a different fandom. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I remember seeing an earnest newsletter that was more of a like typed on a typewriter, uh, oh. like a like a literal newsletter and not something as nicely designed and laid out you as these might are. might be. Yeah. Listeners, if you know what I'm talking about <laughs> or Justin, you know what he means. Justin, if you're listening. <laughs> Check check the files. Let us know. Mm-hmm. So that was the intro. Interesting. Uh, yeah, there's the yeah there's the uh, dinosaurs roaming the earth bit. I think it might have been some, in the some book, the, or maybe some of the ones that we had like clippings of. Yes, that might be. And you know, because we ab- definitely had clippings of this. The know, know your, your neighbor. neighbor. Yeah, you're right. On our the fan club the extra? fan club extra. Yeah, yeah. So we I think we had clippings of this, and but we didn't have the whole know what I mean news. Is that perfect? Uh, learn it or burn it chicken gizzards? Yeah. We definitely read that so on the podcast. From yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh. oh, that's fascinating. Hey, look, a word of the day is know what I mean. Pronunciation, know what I mean. Definition. <laughs> Do you understand what I am saying? Savvy? Capiche? You follow? Comprendo? It's comprende or entiende, pero <laughs> El comprehendo mio por favor. Is this the, this is that thing of Ernest doesn't right. know Spanish? El comprendo mio por favor. Oh, well, I tried. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, how to remove stains? Alabaster. Use strong soap and water. Armhole. Use strong soap and water. Armpit. Use strong soap and water. Grease. Take a lump of magnesia. Rub it wet on the spot. Let it dry. Then brush off the powder and yell out spot. Okay. <laughs> da, 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 Shakespeare alert. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, food spots and pot. These you are know, just jokes about I am how curious. Out. Is the Shakespeare, and this is maybe again a question without an answer, is the Shakespeare thing something that came from the brain trust? Or is it more like they knew Jim, and I imagine Jim talking at length about Shakespeare. Mm. And so did they just sort of absorb that in, in like a, like a subtle osmosis sort of way this is this, may is, have. this is questions without answers once again and i should say speaking of shakespeare alert not to go too far off tangent there's a a bit of clip art here that has a picture of william shakespeare and it says <laughs> english literature i think it's shakespeare it looks like him but yeah the clip art is like a big part of these yes uh newsletter the design sensibility of these newsletters <laughs> this there's a little picture here that just says uniforms and there's drawings of different uniforms for different vocations can i see that so Aaron is correct. It says uniforms. It has police, chauffeur, hotel, trainmen, and firemen. The the full thing actually says uniforms that have that snappy look. Yes. Snappy dresser. You know what I mean? No, what I'm, yeah. Well, I'm now thinking, yeah, it was an, an existing print ad right. for an old company that sold uniforms. Sure. And uh, they just took it and used it in the newsletter as a kind of, you know, it to fits, give it that news it's flavor. On, it's on brand, yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right. The main event, I think, is when Ernest talks. Oh, yeah. Is this uh, keep those cards and letters coming? Yes. Yes. Oh, actually, wait. There are the letters to Ernest, but uh, no responses, just the letters to Ernest. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. 
Maybe they didn't come up with that idea until later. Do you suppose these are real? Let's see. Dear Ernest, hi. My name is Amber Star Jenkins. Is this real? I, I need more <laughs> I need more information first. I'm a big fan of yours. Me and my mom went to Roanoke, VA to see you in person. My mom almost fainted. She entered your fan club. Please send me an autograph of you. Your fan, Amber Star Jenkins, Pulaski, Virginia. P.S. I love your commercials and the Rousters. Okay, this is definitely this real. Is, this is way too Def- innocuous. Too specific. It's too, too innocuous and specific to be made up. Yeah. Hey, Ern. Nice. You are a national hero to us here in Texas. Do you know what I mean? All of us here at the shop are fans of yours. What shop? We <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we get to that. We would do just about anything for an autographed picture of you. Maybe the shop is a nickname for Texas that I wasn't aware of. I assume it's a workplace, but continue. Maybe we'll get more Do you need your shorts removed? We are an electric company. Ah, there we go. There you go. The shop. Oh, the, the shop. Please send me one ASAP. We are talking pinpoint. Elaine and all those little short removers. It's from San Marcos, Texas. Hmm. Dear Ernest O'Buddy, I have seen you many times on TV. We are having a dinner dance at Lawrence Public Schools and would like for you to come. Aw. You will have to stay for the dinner if you come. <laughs> but the dance is your choice. Part of the agreement. <laughs> if you do come, you should bring a five-minute speech and Vernon. <laughs> you are not the only star invited either. Clara Peller and Mr. T are among the others asked What? <laughs> oh my god. So Ernest has to compete with Miss with the, the where's the beef? Clara I mean Peller. again Ernest analogs, right? Yeah. Like they ha- I was I almost expected you to say Clara Peller and like John Mashita Jr. PS, please bring an autograph picture. Everyone asks for an autograph, by the way, in this letter. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, that's a very, that's like a very old school, like fan, yeah. fan magazine kind of thing. Like, oh, here's your glossy eight by 10 of whatever celebrity you're writing to. P.S. Please bring autographed picture for me and deliver it during the dinner. Sign- <laughs> this person's really calling their <laughs> shots, huh? Striving for excellence. Rodney K. Sturgis, Lawrence, Michigan. <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> Rodney was named after him. Gosh, I hope so. A guy I like to call Ernest. <laughs> uh, that was delightful. Woo! What you got there? This is another edition of the Know What I Mean News, Volume 2, Number 2, 1985. Okay. So the summer edition of 1985. Cool. Well, I was saying ooh because... To be clear, it was ooh and not ihew. I just want to show you that there's art of... Oh, yeah. Ace Worrell. Nice. So it looks like a... How do I say this? Like inked, vectorized? It's almost like a, gosh. What did I, they call it back then? The word that went into my head first was mimeograph. I think it's it's got to be some sort of like, um, some sort of Xerox process. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of when you use a computer scanner and you set the scan, you're scanning a photo, but you set the scanner. Super high contrast. You set the scanner to text. Yeah. And it makes it super high contrast. You're exactly yeah, right. Yeah. So, so it's, yeah, there's an image of Ace War, but super high contrast. It looks very cool. Yeah. Um. This looks like a drawing, but I'm not sure exactly how they made this image happen. But it looks like it's Ernest parachuting. His parachute has not opened yet, but he looks like he's died out of a plane. It's scary. He has giant Mickey Mouse gloves, which is he odd. does. They have the, like the three lines. The shoes on the are back correct. Of the hand. Like what's with the Mickey Mouse gloves? It <laughs> makes me wonder if it's another drawing and they put Ernest's head on it. 
but I just don't understand. Can we talk about the uh, the continuing saga of As the Fan Turns right below it? All right, let's see. So you know the drill with Jim and the lady? Yeah, the, uh, the romance comic. The romance comic, and now the continuing saga of As the Fan Turns. Oh, Jim, please put on the earnest mask again. <gasps> <laughs> Aaron's, oh my goodness. Aaron's face as the realization sets in. Mary, are you sure? Remember what happened last time? Scandalous. That leaves it completely open. I don't know what <laughs> happened last time. Oh, I see. This is all sort of, this is all about aviation. That's why he's diving. Look. Oh. See? Yep. yep the cover gotcha. says, keep your eye on the skies, Vern. You never know what you see up there. Maybe even your old buddy, Ernest, star of t-shirts <laughs> and a new feature movie. Oh, so let what your, year is this? Uh, 85. So the feature movie is Dr. Mm-hmm. Otto. Ah. So let your mind fly and your mouth hang open. It's time to air out your brain. Rising to the occasion, the clubhouse space cadets have filled these pages with hot air for your light summer reading. It'll keep your head ventilated. Know what I mean? So, so this one is like, yeah, aviation themed. Interesting. Ernest is in a plane. Ernest in like a, a very contorted flying pose. Dainty. There's a part of a flying duck, a bat. Well, and this other issue, not to jump ahead, but this other issue you have is like a back to school issue. So the idea of there yeah, being like they're themed, themed issues. Yeah, that's cool. Well, kind of like Haver it's Ernest. Sure. And the, the, the yeah, there's... Uh, there's uh, Haver and it's aviation. The learn it or burn it recipe is instant potato salad. One oh, pint of mayonnaise, a bag of potato chips, and a spoonful of cayenne. No. That's it. That's not a salad. Stir gently and garnish with corn dogs. I will not. I see. So there's airport etiquette. Don't take your pocket knife collection with you. Sure. Oh, gosh. That feels like it happened to Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Just picturing him at the airport explaining what a curiosity table (laughs) is. Why he has so many knives. (sighs) Watches, knives. Sky riding. Supersonic skyriding. It's a space age necessity because when folks start vacationing on the moon, they got to be looking for exit signs, clean restrooms, and campground directions. But you can't put a billboard in space, so you got to ride directly on the sky. Yeah, skyriding is a great career if you got upward mobility. Know what I mean? Nice. Ah, uh, yes, and there's an ad for Dr. Otto. Mmm. Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloombeam, starring Vern's best buddy. Ah, premieres July 19th in and around Washington, D.C. Interesting. In Texas and Oklahoma, July 26th. Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, August 9th. Kansas City, St. Louis, and thereabouts, August 16th. Everywhere else after that. Wow. I think I don't think we've ever had a, a clear release schedule yeah. or um, release map for Dr. Otto before. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's summer. All right. Keep those cards and letters a-coming. <laughs> Here we go. Letters a-coming, letters a-coming. <laughs> so we've got. I'm trying to do the the Lonnie Don the hand. The palm of your hand. Yeah. part of your hand. Yeah, there. That's the sound of the letters. I'm not. I'm not as well trained as he is. Dear Ernest, as you can see by the photo, Ernest lives in my classroom. They didn't include the photo for us. <laughs> <laughs> hey Vern, division is easy. Know what I mean? Ah, he's got. Uh, I guess in their classroom they have an Ernest poster talking about division. Maybe. Hmm. We can't wait to see more new commercials. Susan Chatham, third grade teacher, Lafayette, Louisiana. He says, hey, Susan, you wouldn't believe all the places I live. And golly, Bob, howdy, division is fun, too. Just try dividing ice cream that's melting. Then he did a little division. 12 divided by 3 equals, uh, he crossed out 6, and he put 4. He got there. He did. Dear Mr. Varney, does success spoil everyone in show business? Did success spoil Rock Hudson? I know you are a busy man. 
So was John Wayne, Lana Turner, Clint Eastwood, Charles Bronson, and Maureen O'Hara. You are a truly gifted actor. Hope to see you in the movies soon. Michael S. Borchevsky and Family, Springfield, Virginia. I feel like I, somewhere in the middle of that list of celebrity names I checked out, was <laughs> was there a question? No. Well, the question was that he led with the question, does success spoil everyone in show business? But, uh, and that, did it spoil Rock Hudson? I don't know. That seems, This seems more like just sort of musings as opposed to anything anything that they're looking for a concrete answer about. Let's see what uh, Ernest says. Well, no, that was uh, Mr. Varney. Did Ernest answer it? I think Ernest is going to answer it. Interesting. So the answer is... Hey, Mr. Borchevsky and all the little Borchevskys, and is spelled, you know, apostrophe N. So mm-hmm. I think this is Ernest. Okay. Is a rabbit's foot lucky for the rabbit? Are you sure Lana and Maureen were men? And thank you, but who's acting? See, it's Ernest. Got it, got it, got it. Hope to see you in the movie house soon, watching my new movie, Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloomby. No, I told them there's a movie coming, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie gone. Dear you, I would like to join the Ernest fan club. I think I can handle it. Ah, like the ad said. <laughs> right, right, right. P.S. Oh my gosh, we got the, the setup <laughs> and the it, payoff for that? This? I can't. P.S. I'm graduating from college this month and I need a job. So things never change. <laughs> Timothy Kozer, University Heights, Ohio. Hey, Timothy, I think you can handle it too. I think I need a job too. But who in their right mind will hire us? Fair. Dear Ernest, spelled like the adjective. <laughs> I'm going to put bands on your picture and use it for my office decorations. Just watch my business boom. Richard Emrick, DDS. Hmm. MS, Columbus, Ohio. So using a man with uh, 50 teeth to uh, uh, be the wall perfect. art. That makes perfect sense. dental office. One of those toothy earnest smiles. Sure. He's going to put bands on it and use it for office decorations. That is perfect. Hey, Richard, no orthodontist ever had it so good. Brace yourself for success, buddy. Know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well done. Hello. I'm a fan, Ernest, and I want to know why they don't ever show Vern. Is he real mm. ugly or is he ugly? They never show anything but <laughs> <laughs> they never show anything but his hand Great or his feet. Great neighbor or the greatest neighbor. They never show anything but his hand or his feet, so he must be real ugly. See Carl Leon, Morrow, Arkansas. Hey, see Carl. When you see him, you tell me. Mm. Interesting. I don't want to go too far into that because it implies that Ernest has never seen Vern, and I don't want to think about that. Okay. We ain't got this episode 24B. <laughs> we can't open our minds to that. Oh, look. That's a little pattern for a paper airplane. See the dots? Oh, yeah. That it's seems... Meant, if you fold it this way, you'll get a paper airplane. Cute. That's. Oh, I guess you could do that with your Ernest newsletter. It's, it seems strange to destroy it, but... It was, you know, it was the era. It wasn't yeah, a right. relic at that's that right. time. Ah, well, there's a back to school issue. So yep. fall, 1985. Cool. This is volume five, number two. I don't know if that matters. <laughs> I can't imagine it. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. That's fall 85 and it's what? Volume five, number two? Yeah. What was the uh, summer of 85? Volume two, number two. These are meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> These are all meaningless. I knew it. Hey, Bert, it's back to school. I know I've been tardy with a newsletter. Nice. Ernest. But the fat boys at the clubhouse think summer vacation should last all year long. Know what I mean? Again, and just to to interject again, I love that the notion that these newsletters were sometimes delayed feels like that feels like such a modern thing of like, oh, sorry, sorry, my followers that I haven't posted anything in a no, while. No, I think it's just but everything it's just, stays the same. It's, yeah. it's always yeah, yeah. been the case. Uh, well, it, and it makes me feel better about yeah. sometimes when I'm 
I need to be a person for a few months and then come back to the creative projects that I'm on. Everybody needs to be a person for a few months. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ernest is pictured wearing a dunce cap. Yes. Because it's the back to school issue. Correct, correct. Ernest, your word is chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Oh, you mean the uh, the flower or, or the car? Let's go to the essential school supplies. Sure. Or things you got to have that your parents and teachers will never let you know you need because mm. they don't know themselves. Chewing gum to chew in study hall. Candy bars to eat in study hall. Know what I mean? News to read in study hall. Skateboard to make warp speed in all the halls. Pencils. Dull ones, Vern, so you have to be excused from class to sharpen them. Mm, Clever. Nice. Felt tip pens, red ones, Vern, so your teachers can't pick out their writing from yours. So you can say you got an A. Comprendo el studento. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Ernest. Ah, as the fan turns. So what are Jim and Mary up today? Uh, I can't imagine. Up to today. Oh, Jim, would you send me one of the new Ernest greeting cards? He says, would I? Big ears, big ears. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know. That's what he said. That's what that's what it says? Yeah. Oh, Jim, would you send me one of the new Ernest greeting cards? Would I? Big ears, big ears. That's what I said. What? <laughs> I, I like that I needed to read it just to confirm that I don't know what the heck if they're talking about. If you know about. what they're talking about, let us know. Oh, Jim. It's, it, you know, it's been a while since we've been um, completely stumped. Confounded. B- yeah. There's a section called Chatter, or it has been rumored that, and I guess these are earnest-related rumors. Uh, AKA not real facts, okay, sure. Bloody Holly is indeed still alive and well and is really the world-famous Ernest P. Worrell. However, this is only a rumor. Okay. What? (laughs) Ernest has joined the Beatles and is soon to release an album called Magical Mystery Power Tools. This is only a rumor. Know what I mean? The what? thing to remember, uh, these are only rumors. Is he starting these rumors? I mean, uh, yeah, why not? This is very It perplexing. seems like he is. Ernest is the stand-in stuntman for a member of the rock group Duran Duran. They're all music-related. And that this summer, after the boat capsized in Deep Sea, Ernest made the group change its name to Drown Drown. This is only a rumor. <laughs> okay. Keep those cards and letters coming in. We've got cards and letters in this issue, but it looks like... Letters we've already read. Ah, any of these errant ones could be like from the clippings that I had. Yeah, where it was like yeah, pieces. yeah, yeah. There's a winter edition. Nice. All right. So again, 1985, volume two, number four. I mean, we, uh, yes. Winter edition, 1985. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Ernest and the Santa Beard. Oh, yeah. It's from a photo shoot. Hey, bird. It's that time of year again. Time to haul out the holly, put up the tree again, hang up the stockings and mistletoe, have some chestnuts roasting on an open fire, and troll the... Troll? The ancient yuletide carols. Oh yeah, troll. (laughs) It's Christmas time, Vern. My favorite time of year, and my little fat helpers down at the clubhouse have been working night and day to make this the best newsletter ever. It's just busting with fun. Why, if this was a stocking, it'd need to be darned... Just to hold it all. It need to be darned? Yeah, like when you fix uh, socks. You know, Father McKenzie darning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. I see. What does he care? So pour you a mug of eggnog. Did you know Ernest was in the Beatles? That's just a rumor. Uh, it's a rumor. <laughs> Sit back. <laughs> Sit back in your favorite Naga hide? Yeah. 
Naga hide recliner. It's a material. And have yourself a merry little Christmas. Ho, 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 what I mean. Nice. All right. A short, a short history of mm-hmm. eggnog. The Naga. Naga hide, I guess, will come in here. I was waiting for it. Eggnog was first made in England in the late 1500s by William Shakespeare's second cousin, Roy. Shakespeare alert. <laughs> Once again, Roy Shakespeare. All right, continue. Roy Shakespeare. Roy used to throw a dozen eggs, a handful of sugar and spice, and a gallon of milk into a naugahyde bag, hence the old English spelling eggnog, okay. and A-U-G, mm-hmm. and set it out on his back porch overnight. The naugahyde would impart a wonderful flavor to the mixture, thus adding immensely to the holiday festivities. Okay, I think I follow so far. Everything went great until... Fame and fortune took their toll? <laughs> the early 1900s when the Lazy Boy recliner was invented. Mm-hmm. Lazy Boy cornered the already small supply of Naga hide to cover their rockers. Thus, eggnog faced possible extinction. That is until Mrs. Bula Horn of the Flatwoods... No, Bula, Bula Horn? That is until Mrs... You're looking Eula to Horn me for answers that I Flatwoods, don't have. Flatwoods, Kentucky, suggested mm-hmm. adding nutmeg to the mixture. The result was a smashing success. So nutmeg replaced the flavor infusion of nagahide. Sure. Now uh, that what it tastes like? The result was a smashing success, but much too late to change the name to eggmeg. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can picture any any one of the members of the Ernest Brain Trust writing this down and then like looking at their typewriter and going like, yep, did it. Nailed Even it. Listeners can see how, how David shook his head when I read that. <laughs> but like disappointment on his face. <laughs> I can't. Like, I can't see what I look like, like. Not even disappointment, just like frustration. What's the like when your your a parent like shakes their head disapprovingly, but is not surprised? <laughs> well, it's also like um, when the be- the best puns get admiring groans, oh. like that sort of thing, where it's like it was a a head shake of acknowledgement that they they succeeded in what they set out to do. That's <laughs> not even funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Usually sometimes or usually sometimes. I feel like the format is that the last like the final hit of these stories is like a like a pun and it's like it's all been building up to this like Jack the Nipper. Yes. Um but this is just like egg egg meg. It's just it's just nonsense. Egg meg. It's just I think that the the build up to it is so long. And when you get to, to the, like, when you the get stupid to ending, yeah. you're like, <laughs> it just breaks you. Well, you got you to gotta break a few eggs <sighs> to make egg meg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It says, Lazy Boy was so envious that they introduced the nutmeg recliner in 1928. They only sold three. Strange, but more or less true. All right, the 12 Days of Christmas, as in, as interpreted by the Moron Fish and Tackle Choir. We this read this. Read, yeah. Check out Hayward, it's books episode for that. Seven come 11. Three frog adapters. <laughs> All right. My face literally hurts from laughing, and <laughs> from my, laughing it started spasming. Oh, no. <laughs> what you wanted for Christmas. 
Color TV, what you got? Encyclopedias. Huh? What you wanted, leather jacket. What you got? Vinyl jacket. Mm, accurate. This is, again, keeping the tradition of things that annoyed the writers, this time as children. What you wanted, Barbie's dream house. What you got? A little brother. <laughs> what you wanted, your own room. What you got? Bunk beds. What you wanted, dog. What you got? Turtle. Mm. <laughs> that's that's, that's Ernesty. About Ernest Goes to Camp, mm-hmm. the prequel to Ernest Goes to Camp. What you wanted, cowboy boots. What you got? Socks. What you wanted, Hawaiian shirt. What you got? Yellow raincoat. What you wanted? Viewmaster. Mm. What you got? Trip to Pulaski. Man, speaking of, uh, I don't know if we brought this up on the episode, but Ernest merch I would have wanted as a kid. A trip to Pulaski? Well, that, but uh, Ernest Viewmaster. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I had Muppets, I had Pee Wee. Ooh, that's something that can be arranged, I think. Oh, yeah. The continuing saga of As the Fan Turns. Okay, Jim and Mary, what's going on? Oh, Jim, how long can we go on like this? I'm not sure, Mary, but we only need another two months, three days, four hours, and 12 minutes to make Guinness. Oh, because they're always in the same pose dancing. Ah. <laughs> big ears, big ears. Oh, gosh. There's when caroling, dress warm, be remindful of the weather, mm-hmm. and for heaven's sake, keep an eye out for each other. That's nice. I thought you were going to say, and for heaven's sake, do not pick it or it will never heal. <laughs> no. When leaving Santa a treat, leave a bale of straw on the roof. Oh, of course. Santa eats more cookies and milk than you can count, and those poor reindeer have to lug the old boy all around the world. Mrs. Claus will thank you for it. <laughs> uh. When hanging stockings, use clean ones. <laughs> Nothing worse after traveling a half a million miles than having to stuff your hand in a dirty sock. Sounds like he knows from experience. Because <laughs> he's Santa again. I got it. Right now be a good time to install those gutter screens you've been putting off. It'll be a whole lot easier to clean up after those reindeer with a pooper scooper in the yard than having to climb up and fish them out of the gutter, you know what I mean? This is, again, interesting in the sense of, like, pre-testing jokes that would come back later in Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah. And, and Vern, those reindeer made one heck of a mess. Uh-huh. Ernest Saves Christmas, rated PG. For your information, so the, this is the thing I'll read before we read those cards and letters. Okay. okay. For your information, what the reindeer do the other 364 days of the year? Way back around 1782, the original four reindeer, Buster, Willie, Warren, and Larry, okay, formed a barbershop quartet. The four neat deer, as they build themselves. There must have been a group called the, 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 the number neat something because there was like a, a, an SETV sketch called the five neat guys. I typed in the four neat into a search engine, and the first thing that came up is five neat guys, SCTV. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. It's Sunday, and I really feel alive. That's an SCTV sketch. Was there a real thing called the like some neat group, or is it there a mu- there five must neat have been. guys? There must have been, yeah. The four neat deer, as they build themselves... Traveled the nightclub and talk show circuit, performing popular tunes of the day in four-part harmony. I'm thinking of the Saturday Night Live sketch with the raccoons of our women. (laughs) Merry Christmas, you raccoons. (laughs) A favorite with the fans, they regularly made cameo appearances on the early Perry Como Christmas specials. Okay. Gradually, however, barbershop-style music began to lose popularity. And the four neat deer were doomed to an occasional stint on the Lawrence Elk show. 
There it is again. Mm-hmm. In 1980, the boys regrouped to form a new wave band called Rudolph and the Stags. Tired of traveling, they rely more heavily on studio work and album sales than on personal appearances. <laughs> kind of like Ernest later in his career. Yeah, right? Interesting. Their first album, Go Ahead, Laugh and Call Me Names, <laughs> received critical acclaim but had poor sales. They tell us that they plan to go into the studio right after Christmas and begin work on their new album, which they believe will have a broader appeal. Huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. The cards and letters. Sure. Last one of the night. Hey, Ernest. How are you? Oh, and by the way, do you need a good chauffeur? I'm leaving Hawaii the end of the month, and I'm looking for a job. Probably not, huh? Scott King. Halewa, Hawaii. <laughs> He's just putting himself out there. Yeah, I mean, a couple of people have said they needed jobs. I guess that's true, yeah. Hey, Scott. Huh, probably not, because my wife, Edna. <laughs> my face did something. Mm -hmm. I love an Edna re reference. I love when Edna gets mentioned. Hey, Scott. Huh, probably not, because my wife, Edna, drives me everywhere, including crazy. Know what I mean? But hey, when you leave Hawaii, how are you going to get away? By car? Huh? But hey, when you leave Hawaii, how are you going to get away? By car? Huh? He's saying he's leaving Hawaii, and he's saying, are you going to go by car? Oh, just because no. it's islands, yeah. Dear Ernest, I have red hair, green eyes, I am about 4'3", and my brother is 14 and 6'2", wears a size 12 in men's shoes. Big, in parentheses. On the info, it said Ernest P. Worrell. What does P stand for? Your new friend... Elizabeth Anna McGee, Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, Elizabeth Anna. My daddy named me P after his favorite hobby and mine, power tools. <laughs> and speaking of feet, does your brother answer to the name Sasquatch? <laughs> ah, yeah, make fun of her brother's big feet. Hi, Ernie. Last one. <laughs> so intimate. Hi, Ernie. My husband, 78. There it is. And I, 76. Never cease to be amused and enjoy your conversations with Vern. It's a sad day when we miss your commercials. This is like June. Rose and Huey. Rose, another great old lady name. <laughs> Rose and Huey Richardson, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Oh. Hey, Rose and Huey, thanks. It's a sad day when I miss them too. As long as you keep watching, I'll try to keep talking. Oh, and then there's, look, there's a little simulated picture. Oh, I want to see picture. that. Look. They put an old couple there, and they're watching Ernest on the TV. Oh, that's cute. That's really sweet. It's an all-ages zine. I love it. Know what I mean? Yeah. So even even back in the day, there were septuagenarian uh, fans oh, yeah. of Ernest P. Worrell. I love it. Yeah. That's so sweet. That's an Ernest-like uh, interaction with fans. There. Sure. Really cute. Really sweet. Well, and it really it takes us back to one of the points that we brought up in our full episode, which is just that, you know, apart from the doll, this is an all-ages thing. Yeah, this is, not, this is not targeting kids. Um, yeah, it, you know it's it, it's nice because you know part of the the conversation that we have about Ernest merch has a lot to do with who is the merch for mm -hmm. and and who who the merch is for differs depending on what the most prominent placement of Ernest culturally is at any given point in history. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, um, the like the Halloween mask targeting sort of right. everyone and no one. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's I I don't know that there could be a better note to end on from the know what I mean news than yeah. than a uh, couple of old folks sweet old just couple enjoying just, yeah the the earnest magic. 
Yeah, and writing in to the yeah. fan club yeah, yeah. to say, hey, we're fans of Ernest. That's great. Yeah, and, and something that they're clearly aware of, too, by virtue of the fact that they put their ages in. Yeah. Like, this is of note, and that's that's cool. Oh, well, that's <laughs> a great place to end it. Absolutely. How sweet. The fandom keeps going. Yeah. Long after Rose and Huey. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Gosh. What an extra. <laughs> An extra, extra. For sure. Read all about it. That's... <laughs> know what I mean? We're both... I feel like we're both um, tired, but also... Uh, um, tired and energized at the same it's time. It's very strange, and that's that's been a, a recurring theme of the year. You know, uh, one thing that I will again draw our attention to as we wrap this up, uh, directly to my left, I just noticed there is a Funko Pop figure of David S. Pumpkins. Yeah. And uh, someone on Twitter recently brought up the fact that uh, David S. Pumpkins might be a comparable figure to Ernest, Ernest P. P. Worrell. <laughs> um, so the fact that... The Ernest of Halloween. The fact that David Pumpkins has a pop figure and Ernest, again, <laughs> still does not is is something worthy of, of note and yep. uh, consternation. But uh, yeah. What are we going to talk about next time? I believe the plan was mm. Ernest and Critics. That's right. It was. I'm thinking of calling it, I don't know, Ernest and Perception, but I think that might be a little too highfalutin. We'll talk about Ernest and Critics, I think, yeah. because it's going to be the complete other side of it. Sure. You know, merchandise, you're assuming people like Ernest and they want merchandise. Right. Critics is going to be a whole other thing. And what I'm interested in is how Ernest was perceived in his time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's... It can be easier to look back on something exactly. and have the full context of history and examine it in all of the, mm -hmm. the various facets, but to, to you sort can of see, see it in the in the timeline, you know what's coming afterwards. Exactly right. Past, present, and future, you know. They see the bigger picture. But yes, you don't know that at the time. So I'm I'm really interested in Ernest and Critics. So. Yeah. I mean there's no shortage of movie reviews to go through and mm. things like that. So there'll be a lot to unpack, I'm sure. Yeah. Cool. We did it, Aaron. We did do we it. We came back. We did another podcast episode. We made it through. Gosh, it's good to sit across from you again. Yeah, it I is. Missed this. <laughs> missed you, buddy. Yeah, likewise. Oh. All right, so next time, Ernest and Critics. And until then, I guess to our listeners also, keep those cards and letters coming. Yeah. Most, mostly in a digital form is, is mostly what we've gotten, but yeah. We've added Ernest Goes to Podcasts to more. That's right. Yes, we should talk about that. Uh, Ernest Goes to Podcasts is now on. It's available gosh. on more platforms. Yeah, um, a big one. We've gotten a huge response from Spotify listeners, so that's been really great. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, um, I can pull this directly from the site. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible, Podcast Addict, Deezer, Breaker, Player FM, uh, Listen Notes, The Podcast uh -huh. Index and um, other apps and aggregators as you find them. Bigger reach now. Yeah. So we've... please, share share everywhere. We've also started doing some uh, analytics of our podcast, so it'll be interesting to actually, oh, you know- does anyone listen? Release an episode. Well, we haven't released an episode <laughs> since I started that, so hopefully this will give us some data on which to base future projections. <laughs> but yeah, there's lots more earnest stuff to come, and that's very exciting because that's a strange sentence to say given where we started yeah. six years ago. There is lots more earnest to come. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? In in some fashion, yes. When we started, there was no, you know, this was it. no way of knowing there oh, was yeah. more earnest to come. Yep. It was done. And we were just <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. So find us on Twitter, Facebook. And uh, earnestgoestopodcast.com is a thing that exists now. So 
It'll take you to our Tumblr page where we have all the, uh, the relevant posts and episodes posted. Check out the Ernest Watch Party. And head over to uh, beingearnestfilm.com for signing up to hear more about that film. Till next time. Big ears, big ears. <laughs> Hero of the day is the